0: This is all about bringing glory to the name of Jesus, and us working together, and it really is kind of that that three three uh, stranded cord working together, right? And even of course the Lord working through it, but the pregnancy center, right. love life, the local church, yeah. and the Lord binds all that together so that this three stranded cord cannot be broken, right. you know. And it's a really powerful way to show these women right. that there is a group of people. That will come around them. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord, I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast, a podcast yours, designed to equip, yours, encourage, and challenge Lord. you in pro-life send ministry and always with a focus on the Lord. gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion. Welcome back to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us and just want to let you guys know that we are recording this podcast episode remotely. So if there's a little bit of uh, sound glitches or something like that, we apologize, but we're doing the best we can to bring you content that will encourage you and bless you. And we have to do that remotely today for various reasons, but we're glad to be able to do that. And uh of course I'm joined by Vicky Cassiorg. Hey Vicky.
1: Hey there everyone.
0: And um we're going to jump right into our subject and our subject today is I think a very important topic that you know, we we've talked about all along but I don't know if we've done a specific episode about this subject. Now I did d- do an interview at the very beginning of this actual of this podcast um, mm-hmm. so that would have been like maybe two years ago or something where I interviewed Tara Quinn, who works with, um, health pregnancy center, our partnering ministry in Monroe, North Carolina, which is awesome, uh, partnering ministry Pro- probably pioneered the whole mobile ultrasound unit thing, like bringing the mobile ultrasound unit out to the abortion center. And just that, that whole ministry they have been doing for years and years before really any of the other pregnancy centers or ministries were doing that. So awesome partners. So, guys, I right. definitely encourage you guys to go back and listen to that episode, really focused on the gospel and the necessary component mm-hmm. of bringing the gospel um, to the women at the pregnancy centers. But we're going to be talking more about how we as sidewalk folks can uh, can really help um these moms that we encounter at the abortion center by connecting them to pregnancy resource centers and how we can work with the pregnancy centers. I don't know, Vicki, if you want to share something by the way of intro before we jump into everything.
1: Yeah, well, of all of the ministry partner ministry um, relationships, the relationship with the Pregnancy Resource Center is certainly one of the most important, the church first yeah. and foremost, but then the Pregnancy Resource Centers, because they've already been doing this. They usually have a lot of resources on their own. They already have the groundwork for working with moms in vulnerable pregnancies. So they are an incredible ally and everything they offer is free. And so many of these women are in such deep financial distress that that is an awesome service for them to be aware of.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I think definitely like I was going to say one of the most important things is having an alternative to the abortion center. So we can say rather than go, There, talking about the abortion center. You can go here. Um, And it's incredible if you can have a pregnancy center that's within walking distance within the line of sight or like we have a mobile ultrasound unit and many other cities have a mobile ultrasound unit right there near the abortion center. Uh, Some cities have the the pregnancy center is just around the corner or whatever. But it's like it's a good it's a good alternative. It's a good instead of going there. Come here to get them away from the battle zone and from that place of darkness, for sure.
1: Right, and it is so important that in if you're new on the sidewalk and you're starting to expand your network of of partnering ministries, that you establish a collaborative relationship with the PRCs as opposed to a competitive. Relationship, yeah. and I can't stress that enough because sometimes people can be very territorial, especially yeah, if donor absolutely. funds are limited and they feel like they're not being given credit. So it's really important to recognize we do different things, and um, and what we do is definitely collaborative, and we really can enhance what each ministry does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: you know, go and establish a a good relationship with yeah. with the PRCs. Introduce yourself, go and talk with them, let them know you're new on the sidewalk or you're on the sidewalk and you will be sending moms their way and find out how they would most want you to do that so they don't feel like you're just running the show. Yeah. But it has without a doubt, it's one of the most important um tools I think yeah. that we have in helping yeah, moms absolutely. to choose life.
0: And I will say that just so folks know who are maybe brand new to pro-life ministry is there is some history and some uh, potential contention between pregnancy centers and sidewalk ministries. There's a view from some pregnancy centers, maybe not most, but some pregnancy centers that the sidewalk ministry is either not a valid ministry or maybe they've had some bad experiences in the past with sidewalk people. And so it's helpful to come in knowing that. Um, but also you don't want to come in with a posture of, you know, immediately thinking that they're, not, they're not going to like you um, c- because this is a kingdom effort. This is not about us. This is not about them. This is a- about advancing the kingdom of God. And so when you do yes. try to establish that relationship with the pregnancy center, you've got to come with a kingdom mindset. You've got to mm-hmm. come with humility and you've got to come th- with an attitude of or at least an understanding that. It's possible in the past there have been some other folks on the sidewalk there that rubbed the pregnancy center the wrong way. And maybe they're painting you with a broad brush and putting you in that same box, but that's not who you are. So I think what's helpful when you approach that pregnancy center for the first time and in your ongoing connections to the pregnancy center, just letting them know that you're part of love life. You're part of a reputable ministry. You're not just some ragtag group of people. Um, I think helping them to to see, like even with our code of conduct, sharing with them our sidewalk outreach code of conduct, sharing with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it's helpful if you can set up a one on one meeting. Again, if you're brand new to the sidewalk and you're one of the leaders there, um, set up a meeting with the pregnancy center to establish a relationship there, help them to understand who you are, the angle that you're coming from and your heart. And that'll help build that bridge for sure.
1: It will. And I. If I have a mom who is willing to go on to an ultrasound, to the free ultrasound of a pregnancy resource center, I will call and schedule with that pregnancy resource center instead of just sending her there. For one thing, she might get waylaid by the pro-abortion crowd. She may have doubts. She's certainly still vulnerable. Yeah. And so I will call the pregnancy resource center and to tip them off where I am I'll introduce myself I'm Vicky and I'm I'm standing in front of the so and so abortion center we have a mom who would love to see her baby would would you be able to schedule her and what you're doing uh, then is indicating this is dire it, yeah. you know time is of the essence this mom needs to get in and and see the baby right away yeah so and that gets, that gets into I think a really important point about the different populations, because they are slightly different, that yeah. typically a pregnancy resource center will see and what we will see as sidewalk counselors. Yeah. On yeah. on the sidewalk.
0: Yeah. And so you have here in the article that the PRCs typically see and my wife has worked for I think three or four different pregnancy centers here in our area over the years. And so we know that side of things. Again, we have a good relationship with I think with all of the local pregnancy centers here in the Charlotte area, but it's been a long time coming. I mean, there has been some contention and some things we had to work through. We have to come with humility, but um, as we talk about the populations that pregnancy centers serve, you have here that they serve typically abortion, vulnerable women. And we on the sidewalk see abortion determined women. Now, I would say um, there are a lot of situations in which these pregnancy centers do encounter abortion determined women, women who sometimes think they're coming to an abortion center and or at least think that that pregnancy center will refer them for an abortion. And so these women are um, abortion determined. But for, I think for the most part and, um, you know, maybe some of the pregnancy center folks could correct us on this. But at least my experience and what I know from my wife working at pregnancy centers, um, I would think the abortion vulnerable category for sure. Now, I will say for us. Right. Um, On the sidewalks in front of the abortion center, not only do we see abortion vulnerable women and abortion determined women, but there's a sense in which we encounter abortion engaged women like they're engaged in the process of having the abortion. Right. They have the money in their hand. They have an appointment on the books. They're already engaged in that process. And so it's even a level higher than even abortion determined. Is that I mean, I guess it's the same in a sense, but you are we are stopping someone in their tracks <laughs> on their way to take the life of their baby. And the mentality is a good bit different, or at least it's ramped up more than someone who's just considering an abortion. They're determined to have an abortion, but they don't have the appointment on the books. They don't have the money in their hand. They don't have, you know, all the th- things together, a ride to the abortion center and all that stuff together yet. Um, it, and it kind of puts us in more of a nine one one emergency situation, right? And yeah, I think why that's, this is that's important. A really good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think why this is important is because we have to come when we're trying to build that relationship with the pregnancy center. When we're on the sidewalk calling the pregnancy center, saying, "Hey, we have a mom here that's you know she's at the abortion center and she is willing to come and get an ultrasound." We have to understand that the pregnancy centers are not always going to understand the kind of emergency nature and the urgency that we have. And we can take a posture because I've seen this happen where we call the pregnancy center. One of our teams calls the pregnancy center. and The pregnancy center says, well, we're booked for the day and we don't have any open slots. And the immediate reaction is, well, this is a life and death situation. You need to make an open slot. Now, that's true. And you know, if we can graciously yeah. kind of help them understand this, then we should do that. But the tendency can be, especially from our perspective, and it is a nine one one emergency situation. Um, we, we still got to come with some grace. We still got to come with some humility. We still got to come with some understanding that they don't grasp that if they're not willing to open that, um, open up their appointments. But we can't just yeah. write them off immediately. That's the tendency. We want to just write them off and. We're not sending anybody to them again. That is cause for a conversation, sit down with them, help them to understand Um, as important as going to the pregnancy center is and getting ultrasound is getting them away from the abortion center. Still yet. We have to understand that even if we get them there, there's no guarantee that that mom's going to stay, stay with that choice for life. Right? So we kind of think if the pregnancy center doesn't open up a slot for her, then they're responsible for the death of that child, well, not necessarily, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so anyway, all yeah. I'm trying to say yeah. is they're not always going to see mm-hmm. things like you do. Many do, but, but many don't. We just have to believe the best. We have to come with an attitude of humility and do everything we can, as Paul says, and as much as it depends on you, live at peace with all men.
1: Yeah. And so having that initial conversation, if you can, with them saying this, when I when I say this, I'm in front of the abortion center, that's my code for yeah. this is a mom who really is in a life or death situation. And when I've discussed that with at least the uh, pregnancy centers around us, they will almost always work around their very busy schedule so yeah. that they can see that woman immediately because they know that's what I've just told them, that, yeah. that this woman is seeing that baby is is critical
0: yeah Yeah, and that comes really in relationship right we've got to build a relationship with them as much as we can beforehand because just some random stranger calling them up on the phone and saying you know i'm here in front of the abortion center and i have a woman who's considering abortion i want to send to you uh, you know it can be a little off-putting or it can be a little bit of like okay well who are you if you can build a relationship beforehand And thank God, like many of our teams across the nation have done this. And this is this is probably along with relationships with local churches. This is probably the most important relationship you can build in a city is the relationship with the pregnancy center. And so, yeah, again, if you have a prior relationship, you can get on the phone. They know who you are and they trust you. It really has to do with trust. Right. They trust that what you're saying is accurate, that it really is an emergency and they do need to clear out a slot to get that woman in there and get her an ultrasound.
1: Sure. So go visit ahead of time. And most of our missionaries I think have done that. They will find the local pregnancy centers nearby. They will go visit, they will tour, they will ooh and ah over the amazing things that these pregnancy resource centers are doing. And one of the things we do, because we work so closely with one in particular that I think smooths a lot of um, issues before they ever begin is from the get-go, delineate your roles. Yeah. Um for example, when we come on the mobile ultrasound unit which the pregnancy center, the Monroe Health Pregnancy Center sends to the sidewalk, our role is to go over the obstacles that that woman faces, um to let her know that there will be resources that can help her to uh tell her that there will be a mentorship program that we will talk about later. Um and uh and then the the ultrasound person will take over with all the medical stuff. And we it's very clear, we are not to step on those toes. We're not medically trained. That is not our role. That's the role yeah. of the sonographer or the nurse. So, um, And then after they see their baby, uh, another role that we take over is sharing the gospel. And yeah. this has worked really well. Uh, before those roles were really clear, we would tend to go on that RV for uh, just too long, too long. Yeah. The moms were worn out. We were worn out. So having, having the roles clear is, is really important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would say too, an important part of this is um, respecting the boundaries that they put forth. Again, some pregnancy centers yes. um, are more open than others in the sense that they're, so there's a pregnancy center in uh, California, in Riverside, California. And you actually have this mentioned Uh in the article that they said specifically when love life hit the sidewalks in Riverside that they saw up to a 90 percent increase in women coming in their doors. It's amazing. And that pregnancy center, actually, when the counselor brings the mom from Planned Parenthood over to the pregnancy center, they allow the counselor to come in to be in the counseling room. They even allow the counselor to come in to be in the ultrasound room. That is a pretty rare situation. And we have that same relationship with the mobile ultrasound unit from help pregnancy center. Right. That's not common though. And so if they tell you, you can't come in, don't be offended. If they say, well, this is, this is kind of where your job ends and our job begins. Don't be offended by that. Honor the boundaries that they set forth. After all, they're the ones that own the building or the mobile unit. They own the ultrasound. They trained and, um, either you know, hired the nurse or that nurse is a volunteer. So either way, they've put the resources into that. And as much as we might not like the boundaries that they set, we have to honor them. And who knows, as you build relationship and gain trust, they'll maybe be more open. But you still have to honor what they say and just don't be offended by it, because after all, that's their ministry and they have to stand before the Lord for what they do with what he's given them.
1: Right. One of the things as a new counselor that upset me is I would get the mom to the Pregnancy Resource Center and they wouldn't tell us if the mom chose life. And yeah. I remember feeling, I guess, offended uh, that, you know, I didn't, I, they wouldn't have had this mom if if our c- counselors had not been out there. And it it's so encouraging to know yeah. if the mom chose life or not. And they would not share that. And they can't. So, you know, some are more Careful about that than others, but right. um, the HIPAA laws do prevent them from sharing details of that particular mom. So we we need to know that that is that is going to yeah. be the case. If you go on the mobile ultrasound unit, if they or or into the back room at a PRC, you are also bound by those HIPAA laws for privacy. So you may be able to say things very generally so that no one could identify that woman, but you have to be so careful about the HIPAA laws guarding that woman's privacy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of the issues that has come up recently, a couple of times, some of our missionaries have said, well, what if the mom says, yes, I will go on um, uh, the free ultrasound at the pregnancy resource center but I don't have a car. I don't have a ride. I don't yeah. have money for an Uber. And they have our missionaries have said, "Well, what do we do?"
0: Yeah. What yeah. what's
1: our policy?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about this a little bit and we don't yeah. have any official policy, maybe some guidelines, some things that are helpful. I mean, I know our team in New York City, so New York City is definitely um a different animal altogether. It seems that most of the women come from the subway, walk into the abortion center where our team there reaches out, and there have been situations where you know they're offering them a free ultrasound from a place down the road. I think it's twenty uh, minutes or so away. It's a pregnancy center that offers free ultrasounds, and um, they've actually been prone to ask the woman, "Hey, would you be willing to get in the vehicle with us?" It's it's ladies that are doing this, and I think it's good if you're going to do that to do it two by two, just so there's accountability there, and there's no there's no opportunity for the enemy to falsely accuse or anything like that. And so they've gotten women to get in their car and they drive them to the pregnancy center. They drive them home after that. Uh, there've been other situations. Another suggestion that we've given to people is maybe call an Uber and a helpful thing maybe to have, if that's your situation, if the pregnancy center is a good ways away or whatever, a suggestion would be, um, Uber has gift cards that you can get, I believe. And, uh, You can get maybe some Uber gift cards, figure out how much it costs during that time of day to get an Uber from the abortion center to the pregnancy center. And maybe you could probably find a local church or some volunteers or uh, not some volunteers, but some donors that would be willing to buy twenty five dollar Uber cards or something you can hand to that mom or just however but those are just some ways that you can navigate through that. I'm sure you got some other suggestions, things you want to mention, Vicki.
1: Right. Well, I, I just want to – those are the two main ways, really, um, because you really, if possible – uh, you're taking a risk that they're going to just turn right right around and come back to the abortion center um, yeah. If unless you take them to in some way or get them to the Pregnancy Resource Center. They may decide it's not worth it. So I, I point out that in the article we wrote about this, there are risks. There are definitely risks involved if you're going to drive the mom. But yeah. when it's a life or death decision, most of the time I have chosen to drive the mom. To yeah. the uh, pregnancy resource center, and I remember at several times when I've been able to share the gospel because the drive is long enough, the mom submits her life to the Lord on that drive, and just the likelihood of her staying firm in the choice for life is greater. So there yep. are some really um, valuable things that can happen if if you drive her, uh, at which isn't going to happen if you call an Uber. But either yeah. way about it, you are showing that you care. That you are yeah. you yeah. are you it's worth it to you to do whatever it takes to get her to a place yeah. where she can see her baby.
0: Yeah. Another alternative too is and I don't think we have this in the article, but um like okay. one of the things we have at the Windover Abortion Center here in Charlotte, we have oftentimes at Latrobe, the mobile ultrasound unit, but we don't have that at Wendover. There's there's really not a place to park it there and we only have only one mobile unit that actually can can be out there at this point, and but the Wendover Clinic is probably five minutes or less away from Latrobe, so we're not sending women to the Latrobe abortion center, but we're sending them to the mobile ultrasound unit. And so Elijah, who's reaching out there, has a card with directions to the mobile ultrasound unit. It's got a picture of the mobile ultrasound unit. It's got directions, I believe maybe a map drawn, but at least turn by turn directions in English on one side and Spanish on the other. so that's another alternative if you have some cards that are made up that have directions to the local pregnancy center, you can hand those to the woman, of course, if they're driving, um, you know they have their own vehicle. I think it is helpful if you can do this, and if you have the the manpower to do it, if you've got enough people on the sidewalk to have one of the ladies on the sidewalk say, "Well, follow me there, if you can get them to follow you yeah." Again, if yeah. if you only have two people on the sidewalk, you don't want to do that. Or if you have a smaller team um, and it would be a disadvantage for you to do that, then it probably would be best just to hand them that card, give them directions. I think, though, like you mentioned before, if you're going to do that, if you're going to hand them a card that has directions or if you're going to give them directions, give them to put it in on their phone or whatever. If you can call ahead, though, like you mentioned, it's definitely good to call ahead and it can kind of keep them. I guess, locked into that appointment. They know that they're expected to be there. And so it kind of keeps them with some vision that, hey, I'm going to go to this place and they're expecting me and they're going to be ready for me and all that stuff. That that's helpful to do.
1: Yeah, definitely. People are um, are enjoy being scheduled and they they tend to want to stay with us something that has been scheduled. So they currently have a schedule to kill their baby, and you want to replace that with a schedule to look at their baby and hopefully choose life. Yeah. But the, the other thing is because the Pregnancy Resource Center is not going to be likely to call you and, and tell you what happened Yeah. for very good reasons, the confidentiality reasons. So it's important that you get the name and number of that mom so that you can do follow-up. Because again, in those first 48 hours, even after seeing their baby, they're vulnerable. They're abortion vulnerable. And if you can touch base with them, remind them of the mentorship program, remind them of all the help that is available, send some encouraging Bible verses, it definitely can help solidify that choice for life. And you have their numbers so that you can continue to keep the communication open between the mom and you. Yeah. And some pregnancy most pregnancy resource centers do have a lot of resources. And um yeah, and it can be a joint um you know effort. These moms are usually in great need. And it's not like we're gonna provide all the needs and it'll be just hunky dory. But usually it takes a village, <laughs> a a lot of people helping these moms. So um so it's, it's important to do that follow up. Get, get the mom's name and number. Let her know you will be calling her later. You're so excited and then do it. Then, then be sure to, to follow up. And kind of the last point, I think we're getting towards the end of this podcast. Um, I was not so good at this early on. Daniel, you were and the Pregnancy Resource Center let me know it, is um, they have donors. They have people that are looking at social media, and while preserving privacy, if you put something out on social media about what this, um, uh, in very general terms, what transpired, give the credit and tag The pregnancy resource center. And don't, what I made the mistake of doing, because I do think of them as such an integral partner. I was saying, our nurse, our pregnancy resource center. Well, they're not. They're, they are definitely a partner. But I wanted to, I I had to learn, be very careful that you give them credit because they deserve credit. And, um, and that will help to smooth, I think, that relationship as well.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if there's any other topics that you want to cover. I would just say, again, just reiterate the need to build relationships, to come with understanding, to realize that their ministry is different than our ministry. Help them to understand that our ministry is different than their ministry, and that there is a partnership and a a way that really, like the Bible talks about, the body of Christ can work together, the arms, the legs, the fingers, the toes, the eyes, the nose. And so it's not that the pregnancy centers um, are the only game in town or love life is the only game in town or the most important game in town, right? This is all about bringing glory to the name of Jesus and us working together. And it really is kind of that that three-stranded three, uh, cord working together, right? And even, of course, the Lord working through it. But the pregnancy center, love life, the local church, yeah. and the Lord binds all that together so that... This three stranded cord cannot be broken, right. you know, and it's a really powerful way to show these women That's right. that there is a group of people that will come around them. The body of Christ, whether it's a pregnancy center, love life, the church, maternity home, whatever, um, that want to stand with them to see that there there's no good reason to have an abortion for these women. There's so, so many resources and so much help available.
1: Yes. Yeah. Amen. There is one other point that is that isn't in this that I just want to. Uh, bring up quickly is that many pre- well I don't know about many but some pregnancy resource centers do do abortion pill reversal yeah. and so knowing if you're if there is one in your area you can specifically refer them to that pregnancy resource center if they immediately regret taking the first yeah. abortion pill so yeah. it's good to know yeah, that
0: absolutely yeah well with that I guess we'll wrap this thing up we appreciate you guys listening to this podcast episode we hope it wasn't too annoying. If we uh, talked over each other and the recording maybe was a little little off because we're recording remotely, but. Um... We hope it was a blessing to you guys. I hope that you will share this podcast with others. I hope that you guys will leave us a review. You can leave us a review on our website. So gospelcenterprolife.com is the website. You can leave reviews there. You can leave reviews on Apple Podcasts and other podcast services. So, We'd love to hear from you about that. We'd love for you to reach out to us if you have suggestions of other episodes that we can do or questions about episodes that we've done. You can reach me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. Reach her, Vicky, with a Y, at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. But until next time, God bless. God
1: bless you all. Give me an
0: outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life. Nothing's too precious since I met you.